The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Let me introduce you to DiscountLots.com. You can become a landowner for less than $500 down and in less than five minutes you heard that right discount lots has transformed land ownership no more hefty down payments fees and credit score worries now imagine owning a piece of property with just a one dollar down payment and three hundred dollar documentation fee discountlots.com makes that possible and here's the kicker you will get an extra 10 percent off any property by using the promo code five that's the word five f-i-v-e Discount Lots makes land ownership accessible to everyone with no credit checks, no background checks, and no income checks. Go to DiscountLots.com today and make land ownership easy. Again, use the promo code 5FIVE for 10% off any property on the site, or you can just call 661-485-4086 and tell them the promo code to get started. That's Five F I V E. Get started and begin your dream of land ownership with discountlots.com. Welcome to OnlyFans QA Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now, here's your host, Alf. And we're on, and welcome to OnlyFans QA Live, the show that you can get on only OnlyFans. How do you get there? You can go to our, our tweet that is pinned on our 3 Yards Per Carry Twitter page. Or just go to discord.gg slash OnlyFins. And for $3 a month, you can participate in all these Q&A live sessions. You also get some film sessions. And, of course, you get an entire community full of like-minded Dolphin fans. About 2,000 of them. Yes, 2,000. So... Come join OnlyFans. And of course, we are brought to you by Prize Picks. As always, they're a sponsor of Three Yards Per Carry. They're a sponsor of this show, prizepicks.com slash three yards. You go to prizepicks.com slash the number three yards and use the promo code three yards, the number three yards. And if you deposit $100, you get $100. It's as simple as that. And it's a one time rollover. So do it. And of course, discount lots. Go to discountlots.com, use the promo code 5, you get 10% off. Or you could call 661-485-4086 and find out how easy land land ownership can be. All right. This game has juice, people. Like This game's big. I was on the, the Rockpile Report, which is um, my buddies um, from Buffalo Bill, from the Buffalo Bill's they have a podcast for that covers the Buffalo Bills, and they have a pretty good following. They do a great job. And I was on there, and I don't know. I got the sense like it was just a good old-fashioned, regular, I don't know, October Sunday, a Sunday in October against the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, with nice weather, a normal year. It's not that. Dolphins can deliver an early knockout blow here. 
What do I mean by that? Okay, I'll tell you what I mean by that. The team with the pressure here is Buffalo. Buffalo needs this game. If they don't win this game, they'll be two games back. Have you seen what Miami has coming up after this game? They could run up, run off a bunch of wins. They could never give back the lead in this division. Buffalo needs this win. Because you think Miami is losing to Buffalo at the end of the season at home? No. So, yeah, like this is a, this could be an early knockout blow. And if the Dolphins do win this game on Sunday, on Monday we're talking about making a run for this number one seed and making the road to Las Vegas go through Miami. So this game has a lot of juice. I don't remember a game as big with like some some real consequences. I don't remember the last time they played in a game like this. And they kind of have like kind of a little bit of house money. Uh mostly because the Jets beat them, so they have already they already have a loss in the division and the Jets don't figure to win too many more division games the rest of the year. Okay? I'm sorry, Zach Wilson's not going to win any division games. Okay, it's just not happening. All right? So, the more I look at this, like, yeah, like the Dolphins can lose, and what do they do? They they lost on the road as an underdog to the team that has been dominating the division the last few years. Okay? I picked them to lose this game in the preseason. Okay? And I picked them to finish 11-6 and six along with the Bills. And win the division on the last week of the season in Miami at home. Now, if they win, then yeah, how can you not look at it as an early knockout blow? Of course, you know, health permitting, as always. But, well, we'll we'll get to talk to some of the members here on OnlyFans about this. I'm sure that you guys are going to have a lot of questions and you're going to put them in the chat so I can get to all of them. First, let's just go over very briefly to um, the injury report for today. Uh, let's look at the Bills, first of all. Okay, Jordan Poyer was a DMP today. He has a knee issue. We don't know the severity of that. It's the same as always. It's a Wednesday. So tomorrow, tomorrow's participation is kind of important. Friday's is the end-all, be-all. So you really want to see what happens on Friday. Um it's usually a pretty good bet when guys don't practice on Fridays. They don't play on Sundays. All right, moving on. Siran Neal, uh, defensive back. Um, he's useful on special teams. Uh, he was a DMP today uh, with an ankle issue. Teron Johnson, now this is important. He has a hip issue. He was uh, limited today in practice. He's important because he's a huge part of what they have to do in the run game. And he's a huge part of what Miami will do too. Buffalo in the run game they will attack Teron Johnson relentlessly he's the force player in nickel so you're gonna see Alec Engold isolated on him a lot just like you saw it in the second game last year uh Micah Hyde hamstring issue now this was an interesting a hamstring issue DNP yeah kind of important uh this is one to monitor very 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 closely Leonard Floyd defensive end also DNP ankle uh, we don't know what his issue is. Um, that's another one we have to monitor. Ryan Bates, offensive tackle, ankle, DMP, not too important. 
another one to monitor, but it's not really that important. Uh, le- uh, the most important names on this list, not counting Teron Johnson because he was limited, which means he should play. Uh, I think it's Micah Hyde, Jordan Porter. Both safeties are DMPs on a Wednesday. We shall see. Those are the ones that you want to monitor going forward. On the Dolphins side, Teron Armstead, DMP. Uh, what else is Neil? But you saw him. He got through the game. He, he looked fine afterwards. Uh, he should be uh, he should be giving it a go. River Craycraft shoulder injury DNP. Uh, we know this is a candidate for IR, so that's an extreme. Po- it's it's a likely possibility that we won't be seeing River Craycraft for a little while here. So his shoulder injury is much more severe than a lot of the other things that we're getting to right here on this list of of injuries. Eric Azukama neck issue uh, DMP. That's one to monitor. Uh, Jalen Phillips oblique. This is the most important one, I think, um, outside of the one that I'm going to talk about now. Uh, he was also a DNP. We will know more tomorrow. He was pronounced day to day, which means okay, we'll find out tomorrow uh, once again what day to day means. And that's one that if he's not practicing on Friday, he is likely not playing. Uh, Connor Williams this is the big one. Uh, groin issue. DNP was not spotted today. Um, that's another one we have to monitor. We will know more tomorrow and more likely than not Friday is an important day. Um, if he practices on Friday, it's a good bet. He'll probably give it a go, but we shall see now limited. Now this is, this is odd to me. Savannah Ahmed with a groin, he's limited. I was led to believe that his groin injury was a little tougher than, than, than what we thought or that most led on. So this is interesting to say the least that he could be available once again, very soon. Deshaun Elliott ankle and a groin limited. Um, he was spotted. He looked okay. No red Jersey. Very good sign. Tyler Croft back issue limited. Uh, he's been dealing with, with this for a while. Durham Smythe, uh, hamstring injury, injury limited, this one's important. Uh, you know how important Durham Smythe is, but he's extremely durable. Uh, that he's limited on a Wednesday, that's a very good sign. Because whenever you see limited, okay, whenever you see limited and you think, okay, what does limited mean? It does mean that they are doing some calisthenic work. So if he's he has a hamstring injury and he's limited, he absolutely stretched and he absolutely did some running and he did some bike work. Which means if your hamstrings are tight, you're probably not doing much running or bike work. So that's a very good sign on Durham Smythe. Eli Apple, neck. Uh, he was a uh, game day concussion protocol evaluation. Uh, full practice. So we shall see going forward. I, I, we need clarification on this. Julian Hill, ankle, full practice. Uh, he looks uh, good to go. Jalen Waddle, this is the good news. Uh, he's listed on the injury report with a concussion, full practice, but he should be clearing protocol tomorrow, which means he should be a go on Sunday. And little tip, if you're going to play any props on on a player, I kind of like Waddle in this game. I like him to have a big one. He's been kind of quiet this season, and I do expect him to do his dance in the end zone. So I do expect to see the Waddle on Sunday. And I do figure for a 100-yard game. Why not? Uh, some very quick things on this game. If you want to understand, you know, who to who to watch and who to keep your eye, you know, really, you know, peeled on. 
from the get in this game, it's Terrell Bernard, their new middle linebacker. He's replacing Terrell Edmonds. I got to tell you this, okay? They like him. He's a Tampa 2 linebacker. He is light. And if they're going to use him to fill, he's going to get his ass kicked in this game. Simple as that. And the way they're going to use their linebackers, it's going to expose Matt Milano on the edge, which means he's going to have to be taking on tackles and tight ends. This bodes really, really well for the Dolphins' run game. So, you know, I think it really is as simple as if Miami runs the ball well in this game on Sunday, they're likely going to win. Because it's going to open up too many things for the offense and and the passing game. And if it does open up things for the offense and the passing game, they're going to score a pile of points. So, yeah, optimism is high. All right, as I bring you up, just identify yourself. Uh, Alf, you stole my thunder. Uh, what's going on, everyone? Finn's mechanic. Um, you can find me um, inside leverage. We actually had... Um, one of the cover one guys, Greg Tomset, mm-hmm. um, we had here, so we talked to him about the game. Um, kind of had a back and forth, friendly back and forth with him, but all in all, it was a good conversation. Um, but um, my question for you was about Bernard and how he was susceptible to the run. He's a great coverage linebacker. Seems got what two interceptions so far in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but what I really wanted to ask you was about uh, the passing game. I do feel they have a good front seven. What do you feel about their co- their DBs? Seems like they're more old, older. I know they're seasoned veterans, but I think the young, our young, explosive guys will will expose them. Wanted to know if you agree with that. Um, and then on defense, on their defense, on defensive line, I do think our old line can protect uh uh protect Tua do you think under McDermott they're still the they disguise their defense um they 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 don't blitz as often and they rely more on their front four what are your thoughts yeah they're going to play what they've been playing they're going to play a lot of zone you're going to see a lot of zone a lot of cover 6 you're going to see a lot of Tampa 2 actually uh, you're going to see a lot of basic stuff. They don't really like to disguise w- too much, okay? They like to, they like to bring robbers. Uh, they do that with their safeties. They they do that kind of often. I don't think – that's something that they did in the second game last year and Tua burned them. I don't think that that's something that they're going to want to do uh, this time around. Tua has a really good rhythm for spotting those. Uh, yeah, I – I don't think you're going to see a very complicated game plan from them. I think they are who they are. And there's some numbers that really favor Miami here. Like, like there were some advanced numbers I saw yesterday that said that Buffalo is giving up a lot of yardage past initial contact, which means if you get into the second level, you're probably going a ways. Like, that's bad news against Miami. Okay. Another thing I like to point out, Buffalo is has his reputation as this spectacular defense so far this year. We know who they've played. They average the same um, amount of yards per play as Miami does. How come Miami doesn't get talked about as having this spectacular defense? So, I think they're susceptible, okay? Miami is going in there with, I believe, the more talented team. But you got to execute, and you got to... 
You got to win on your own terms. And I think that winning on your own terms this time around means running the football. If they run it and they run it well, they should win. Anything else? I have one last question, and that's in regards to the the running game. Um, They completely killed uh, the Raiders, um, but they – they were susceptible to the Jets' running scheme, which is it seems like it's a zone. Um, and the uh, Washington kind of was effective, but they kind of got off of it. Are they susceptible to more zone blocking than gap? And that's and I know we're good at zone, so is that something that kind of can get them um, if they're on their nickel defense? Yeah, absolutely, because you get to isolate the their nickel defender. You can isolate Teron Johnson the entire game. And just ground him into dust like they tried to do the second time last year. If they continue running the football that that Saturday game, they probably win that game. You know that game was lost in play calling. That's how that game was lost. And of course with Josh Allen heroics, but none of those Josh Allen heroics would have you know came you know meant anything. It would have just meant a lot of garbage time and a furious rush at the end to lose by a field goal if Miami just runs the ball. And I think that that's what they're going to have to do again this time. They're going to have to run the football. All right. You got anything else? Nope. Appreciate you, man. And it's glad glad I come back to have uh, answer questions for it. Uh, thank you, man. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, there's a few more questions here in, in the chat. If you want to ask a question live, you got to raise your hand to get into the queue. Um yeah, Gus writes, uh, hey, Alf, did the folks over at Rockpile Report take the news you shared about their potential demise on Sunday? No, you know, it's, a, it's a regular Sunday. You know, they've been on top for a while now. So they think that these are just regular Sundays, and if this game is lost, they'll get us back later on. I think it's, I think it's much more important than that. If Miami wins this game, I don't think they're giving back the lead in the division. Okay? And then it's about getting the one seed. And then that game in, in, in Germany becomes about the one seed. So, yeah, this game is important on Sunday. All right, uh, another question. A uh, quick update on Nick Needham. If you if you have one, what type of work is he doing at the facility? Um, and he says, really expecting us to roll Sunday with the running game. I can't wait. Yeah, that's uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, I have not seen uh, Nick Needham. Nobody's seen Nick Needham. Uh, he hasn't been spotted, which means he's probably doing uh, – weight work inside or rehab work and when and I guess this is I guess this is a new policy or whatever but when guys rehab during the season you, the media almost never sees them it's you know it's like it's like seeing a, a unicorn it's not something that you're gonna see like they're they're put away and remember the media only gets to see like the first 20 minutes of practice which is essentially just stretching and guys warming up like they don't they don't see any of the installs once the season starts uh, all right, next question. What does running back depth chart look like now? Raheem, Achan, or Achan, Wilson when healthy, or Ahmed? Uh, Ahmed is, has, you know, he's he's played so well when asked that you got to think that he still has a role on this team. And the guy who's probably bringing up the rear is Jeff Wilson, in, in my opinion. Um, how, first of all, Mostert, he's kind of, for all intents and purposes, the the bell cow, really, right? And Achan or Achan, 
just finished having 203 yards in what was an, essentially his rookie debut. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's a crowded room, but Ackman, it's, you know, he's made friends. He's, you know, he's he's impressed when he's been in there. So, Ackman should have, Savan Ackman should have a role on this team, probably more likely than not as a pass catcher because he's completely solid in that regard. All right, CJ asks, so are there aliens? Absolutely. Um, another question, uh, what do the Dolphins do to stop Josh Allen if they decide to include him heavily in the run game this week? How does Fangio counter that? Well, you play zone. If you play zone, you're facing the quarterback, and you don't get moved out of spots. So if you're playing zone, you're facing the quarterback, and you can you can also play with a spy in that regard because you could bring a guy into the box, probably Javon Holland, and have him spy on Javon on on Josh Allen, and it could be part of the defense because he could be he can occupy a short zone as well. So, yeah, I, I would expect something like that. I do expect him to play a lot of zone this week. Um, another question: Hey, Alf, I know Robert Jones will be coming off of IR in another week. In theory, does he have any experience snapping, and could he potentially be a backup center? Yes, he has. Uh, he has experience snapping the football, and yes, he can be a uh, potentially a backup center. Although he lacks uh, the speed and he's not so fleet of foot. So I would prefer, of course, Connor Williams is the starting center. But I would prefer Liam Eikenberg to him as a center. I just would. Uh, He's a little bit more mobile. He fits the scheme a little bit better. You know? All right. uh, Any other questions? Okay. Uh, Somebody asked... uh, I know he's an ass clown. Uh, that's an interesting, <laughs> interesting way to start a question. Uh, um, he writes, "I know he's an ass clown, but have you seen what Michael Lombardi said and thoughts? If you have, honestly, I just want to hear him roasted. Yeah, I have no thoughts about Michael Lombardi. He's, you know, who gives a shit about what he says? He's been wrong so much. You know, why bother with what he has to say? I don't care." Um, uh, Somebody says, damn, the boy's bringing home. Okay. No. Uh, Durable Smythe, yes. Uh, Any other questions? Let me see. I'm going to try everything. Uh, Somebody says, I'm going to try to ask questions, but every time I try, my mic cuts out. Um, Okay, here's a good question. After you see Cater as our best matchup on Dig, seems like X is... Uh, COD skills uh, might be a bit diminished from from past years. Well, uh, Xavier Howard has had success against Stephon Diggs as of late. He was good against him twice last year, um, and he was uh, he was actually traveling with him. So I think they play him a little bit more straight up. But I I do trust X against Stephon Diggs. Uh, another question: Alf, give us a quick prediction on what position Miami will pursue at the trade deadline. That's an interesting one, right? Like, what can they potentially need? Maybe if they take an injury in a certain spot, then they could get into the market for something. But, you know, I'd, I'd keep an eye out on on a defensive lineman. And not that they are in desperate need of one, but they're always looking to, to bolster that room. If they could find a really, you know, versatile one that can play... You know, five tech, three tech, can play inside, outside, can play with his hand standing up. Essentially, somebody very similar to Emmanuel Ogba. I think they'd like to double up on, on the position. So, yeah, that's something I would look at around the trade deadline. 
Now, what are they willing to trade? You know, for that type of guy that becomes available at the trade deadline, we're not talking about a superstar. We're talking about a rotation player. You, you know, you're talking a day three pick. You know. Uh, all right. As I bring you on, uh, identify yourself. Hey, Al, Capster, and Dave. Um, just had an interesting thought because I'd seen this one time before somewhere else, but. If we really wanted to put all our speed on the field, could you ever see a time where they'd have Ahmed, I-Chain, H-Ham, and uh, Mostert on the field with Waddle and Hill and just turn them loose? Uh, they have done that already. So that's something that you're, go- you're probably going to see. You know? So so that is something that they have. They have they do a lot of this 21 personnel sometimes with, with Alec Engel not in the game. And they use two running backs. So... Yeah, I would expect it. Anything else? That's it today. All right, cool. All right, uh, does that bring you up? If I bring you up, uh, identify yourself. I think Finn's mechanic uh, is asking back on. All right. Yes, Finn's mechanic again. I uh, wanted to kind of uh, ask you in terms of the defense. Um do you think that we'll go more nickel, probably involving um, Brandon Jones into the lineup? Um, I know you mentioned Holland as a guy can be on the box, but wanted to see, wanted to know if you're. I'm kind of more comfortable with Brandon Jones there. I like his tackling, kind of. I I, I would see him as a guy who can spy. But um, do you think do you think Holland is just more better and more versatile to kind of not only cover the the middle of the field but also be a good spy for for uh for josh allen if he starts scrambling that's a that's a great question and i'll answer it like this Uh, josh allen for the most part usually just overwhelms our athletes and most athletes that you see out there uh you know he overwhelms linebackers with with his speed and his size defensive backs mostly with his size and his power there's been one guy that I've seen matched up in the box with him, uh, one-on-one essentially as a spy, and has actually dominated him. Like, you could tell that our athlete is better than their athlete, and that's Javon Holland. And I've seen it, like, three times already. So, yeah, I trust Javon Holland, and I'd give him that assignment in a heartbeat on Sunday. Like I, I agree, and I think what you can probably do is switch up uh, Elliot as the free safety and put uh, Brandon Jones as the strong, and then you can have Holland as that free uh, free guy um, or the star role. I'm not sure. I, I'm still learning defenses, so I don't know if that's kind of like the vision you're, you're seeing. Yeah, you can mix and match. It, it's it's possible. It's not a problem to mix and match those guys, uh, and you could keep Javon Holland in the box the entire day because it'll just make sense. Um, you know that there you can do so many things formation wise whenever you have a box safety you know you can play big nickel against uh against the bills because they want to play some 12 personnel so big nickel is probably advisable against them so i would expect brandon jones to get a little run here so yeah, yeah absolutely uh javon Halliman, i expect him to be in the box damn near the the entire game uh, at least if i was calling the defense that's where he would be all right. You have anything else? Nope. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. I'll answer a few more, and I, and I still have another request here to bring up. Um, 
Somebody writes, do you expect Eli Apple to reclaim his role or has Justin Bethel earned his spot? Man, it looks like Justin Bethel has earned his spot. And not only has he earned his spot, he's been making plays. And he's been an, an important Think about it. He was in on the, the sack that ended the, the Charger game. And then he was in on the tackle that ended the Patriot game. And then, you know, like, who cares about this game? <laughs> you know, this thing was a, a blowout, you know. But uh, he's been he's been the first man off the bench, really, as a dime. And now you see him as a nickel, too. So he's earning a lot of trust. So I would expect that Justin Bethel is going to get continue to get run here. Um, another question. I know Austin Jackson is playing well, but have they given any more thought to giving uh, Kendall Lamb reps at right tackle? No. Uh, why would you? Austin Jackson's playing pretty well. Um, I think that's something you keep in your back pocket. Uh, uh, who is playing? Another question. Who is playing the nickel role? It looks like Cater is just the outside cornerback now. Um, yeah, who's playing the nickel role? I just said it. Justin Bethel has been playing that nickel role. They have a lot of they have some versatility there. Like you can see some some mix and match there, for sure. All right. Uh, as I bring you up, just identify yourself. I think we have a we have enough time for a couple more. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. Um, so, kind of lost in the win, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. Was that special teams touchdown? Mm-hmm. Uh, how how does that get fixed? When does that get fixed? Is that like part of Cam Smith being out? And then, kind of part B, tallying onto that is I know you guys have joked about it with the AFC Championship game and Jason Sanders doesn't make kicks that matter. But at what point do you think he costs us a game here? And and have they brought in any competition to try to Try to get that out. I know he's a practice champion, but uh, you gotta you gotta start getting worried about that as we get into elite contender status. I feel like. Yeah, they haven't they haven't brought in any competition. I don't foresee them to bring any competition in. Uh, he's just I guess he'll just be a liability this year or or not. He actually kicked really well in the playoffs last year, and he kicked well in in bad weather in Buffalo at the end of the year. So you know it's it's one of those things that just when you're ready to give up on him, he hits a kick. Okay, he did kick the Dolphins into the playoffs last year, but he is a liability. It's just, just it's just something that they're gonna have to play with. It's also a blessing in disguise because you know I like my team to be very conscious of where no man's land is, and I don't like attempting fifty yard field goals. If they just completely cut out fifty yard field goals, that's probably a good thing. Um, what were they, that that your other question? What was it? Oh, so so last year, um, special teams kind of hurt us. Okay, yeah, the kickoff return. Well, they can start by not benching a lot of their their guys that that run down on kickoffs. They were okay. re- they were really really disorganized on that kickoff. And if you see it, and you could go back to it, okay, they pulled like four guys. Cater uh, Kohu saw action on his first kickoff return on that one, and he took the wrong angle on on uh, when he ran down there. So it starts with having a, a consistent unit, but it is a concern. Uh, they've they've had some lapses on special teams this year, and if there's one unit you could point to and say you guys are not pulling your weight, it's special teams. Like uh, very quietly in all of this, and and it's been quiet because he only punted once. Jake Bailey hasn't been very good this year; he just hasn't. So, you got anything else? No, I think that's it. Props to you for watching special team film. Um, <laughs> you're the only one out there. Thanks again. All right, man. Thanks. 
All right. Uh, we'll bring one more if if you're out there, and I'll bring you up. This we'll close with this. Hey, it's Captain again. I had one more question. Now, if you've watched football a very long time, and it seems like the whole hero Yolo ball is just something in his DNA. If the pressure builds to a certain point, Allen just can't help himself. Very reminiscent to me of like Philip Rivers or uh, Tony Romo. When the pressure gets too high, they just start playing it. Do you think he could ever arrest that, or do you think we can apply? We can get if we get two two touchdowns ahead, eighteen points ahead, sixty points ahead, whatever it is, that switch is just going to go off him, and he's just going to be Yolo Ball Allen. Yeah, I think that that's that's the case for now. The the way you get rid of that is with coaching. He needs he needs better coaching. I don't think I don't think uh, Ken Dorsey is it. Uh, I think he's he's a problem. Uh, and that's you know that's a good thing for us, but yeah, will will he go to Yolo Ball? Absolutely. If they're down a couple of touchdowns, you're gonna see you know Josh Allen try to put a, a nest on his chest, and then it could really get bad, or he'll bring them back to get it close, like he did last year in Buffalo in in the second game. Uh, you know he put a nest on his chest, and he brought him he brought them back. Now we we kind of allowed it because we stopped running the football. But yeah, absolutely agree. Although I will say this: if if they're smart, one thing that Buffalo does, okay, when they keep them in the shotgun so often, it actually helps our defensive tackles because then our defensive tackles can play the run on the way to rush the passer. Okay, if they keep them under center and they stick in twelve personnel, I think that's probably a better strategy for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Now, will they do that? That remains to be seen. They've shown some some under the center, under center chops as as of late, but I think it's more window dressing than not. Um, we shall see on Sunday, but I think that that's that's key in this game coming up on Sunday. And like I said, this game has juice, and it does feel like Miami doesn't have too much to lose because they're working with this little cushion, this little one game cushion, and they're playing the game. On the road, but man, if you can get it, if you can get it, I really do believe they won't give it back. They get this game, they won't give back the lead in the division, and it's essentially over after four weeks. Wouldn't that be nice? All right, guys, enjoy the game this Sunday. We will talk to you again on Monday on Three Yards Per Carry, and of course on OnlyFans Q and A Live every single Wednesday. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.